This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Episode 17, Defining Your Why Through Frugality. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. This voice is Jen. This voice is Jill. And today we are talking about the many whys for, for frugality and how you can find yours. But first, our sponsors. Oh, let's let's take a look <laughs> over here. Who's our sponsor? Well, Very dry today. <laughs> <laughs> you guessed it, Podcast Crafter. Podcast Crafter has been our podcast editing, publishing, individual sound creation since the beginning, which wasn't that long ago, but still, we love Podcast Crafter. And the man behind it. Well, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. T- I love him too in a different way. Yeah. So uh, oh. he's he's real great. He's real great at what he does. So if you are podcasting, if you know someone who's podcasting, send them on over to podcra- podcastcrafter.com uh, and see what kind of package can work for you. And if this is your first time listening to the Frugal Friends podcast and you couldn't figure out that Eric, the voice behind uh, Podcast Crafter, is married to Jill, the oh, voice yeah. behind I'm the not, Podcast Crafter ad. I'm not that creepy. <laughs> I'm a little crazy, no. but I'm not creepy. Um, I'm married to the man behind Podcast Crafter. But we love him because we hate editing our own podcast. Yeah, we love him because not only do we hate it, I know nothing about it. For sure. Uh, (laughs) And our second sponsor, where normally we would do something uh, that doesn't have any uh, financial bearings for our podcast, just for our lives. We actually do have something um, that is not a company, but... Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Financial Freedom Planner, which is a planner that I, Jen, personally made. So I created the Financial Freedom Planner uh, this month. It launched uh, to fill the gap between knowing you need to take control of your finances and actually achieving the self-discipline you need to do it. Uh, so there's a huge gap between the two, and it's hard to be frugal and tell yourself no if you have no reason to. And So this is the planner that will help you brainstorm those reasons, put them on paper or editable PBF, PDF, PB. I sound like I said PB and J in my head. Um, But so this is the planner to do that. So if you want to see more of the Financial Freedom Planner, you can head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash planner and see if it can benefit you as much as it has benefited me. I use it in my financial budget coaching sessions, and we use it for long-term goals, short-term action setting, uh, and just a slew of other like monthly, weekly uh, goal setting and action steps. So head over to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash planner 
uh, and see if it is the right thing to fill in the gap for you. Jen showed it to me tonight and it is legit. I really want one because it's so pretty and organized and it has some really great graphics on it that I just think would really help me get my finances in order even more. So if that's (laughs) not a good plug, then I don't know what is. Yeah. I believe that you can't really do financial planning without fun borders. That's my personal philosophy. And highlighters. And highlighters. There's a lot of color. You don't have to be type A to do this. And actually, the financial planner will even help all of those other personality types, those chaotic ones. You need need this too. There are not lines on every page. Some of it is free form. Yeah. Again, uh, like so, I said, yeah, there's graphics. There's a little, little you everything. Can doodle inside of them. Just doodle about your money. Yes. So head over to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash planner uh, and uh, pick yourself up one. Make your goals. Good stuff. Yes. And now into your whys. <laughs> W-H-Y-S. X, not W-I-S-E. X-Y-Z. The who, the, earlier, the who, what, when, where, why episode. <laughs> earlier this week, I was talking about the RV renovation and Travis was doing the ceiling with a C, but he also has to do the ceiling with an S. So I kept having to differentiate. <laughs> so that's what that made me think of. Oh, that is annoying. When... when yeah. Communication requires so much extra words. It can be exhausting. It's why I prefer writing because then you can see the letters in front of you and there's yeah. no miscommunication. <laughs> no. Actually, Eric and I ran into that recently. And this may not be because of our language. This could be because of my ignorance and lack of knowledge. But <laughs> with a paint roller, so you've got the paint roller but then you also have the roller that you put on it. I recently learned that oh. some people call them sleeves. So that has helped me. But even still, if you don't know that they're called sleeves, which I feel like most people don't, then it's like, um, I oh, I need a roller. Okay, like what kind? Like like the like a roller or a roller that goes on the roller? <laughs> Words are so hard. Oh, it's so difficult. But... Well, I hope that the people listening to this can understand our words because we are going to get into it (laughs) today. All right, let's do it. Yeah, this one's going to be similar to our Frugality 101 episode where we are still going into the little things. Like we're going step, you know, point by point, bullet by bullet. Um, But it's less about like specific dollar saving strategies and more about... um, like the motivation behind saving those dollars. Yeah, which we that's what we all need. It, that that is what comes first to to have a goal yeah. in mind. You got to know why why am I going there? Anytime you plan a vacation, it's why am I going on vacation? Why am I Yeah, there's a there's a why behind anything that you do. Granted, sometimes we don't think about it. We just do things, but we are better off and more effective if we can first answer that why, and then we're we're more uh, positioned for success and for clarity in the moves that we make to get there. It's just a good practice, especially when it comes to frugality. Yeah. So our, our first article today is from U.S. News, uh, and it is called Why Frugality is so important. And it goes over uh, six things that uh, the writer, uh, Mel Bonder, uh, thinks is important and why she's frugality. She also blogs over at Broke Girl Rich. Uh, Jill, uh, what did you like about this article? Let me start with you. Yeah, I, I liked how it started. I liked number one. I mean, I liked them all. I think that they all. Of, I think we will end up going through all six. Definitely, anyway. <laughs> we will. And I think I think that this article speaks to the fact that there there's often not just one why. There's it's a it's multiple, which mm-hmm. is which is why it's so great to be on this frugal journey because there's a lot of benefits to it. But anyway, number one talks about frugal living 
being able to allow her to chase her dream career, even though it may be low paying or inconsistent. And I mm-hmm. would say the same thing for myself. Again, I work in the nonprofit social work setting. So I knew from the start that I was never going to make a lot of money, but I'm able to do that because I live a frugal lifestyle. So I don't need a ton of money to uh, pursue that, but also to fund my life. Um, So I would agree with that point because I think that it, it frees you up in a lot of ways, but yes, particularly to then do what you want with your time, your dream career, even if it's not necessarily that high paying career. Yeah, that one is so big for me too, because I've always envisioned like my time being worth more than stuff. And I think I think I go to the place where like eventually we will have kids. And so I think about what it was like when I was a kid that I remember more of the things uh, that we did uh, versus what my parents got me. Mm. And so I want to be the kind of parent that is able to do more things and spend more time yeah. um, and buy fewer things and, and less stuff. Mm. And so that would be working less and making less money. Uh, so it kind of all goes together. So I work less, I spend more time, but I don't make as much. So I buy fewer things. And right. so it's, that is this lifestyle that I choose to lead. Yeah. I think too, when, when you live frugally, you're not locked into paying high bills or cost of living. So then you're, you're allowed to chase your dream career. And maybe that's just like a different side of the same coin, but it it does speak to that of if if you're not collecting all of these material things or you know the big house and the car and the boat and the who knows what else um then you don't have to have that job that you may not love but you got to do it because you got all these bills to pay and what would you do if you lost that job kind of a thing so um <laughs> yeah. yeah it just it really frees you up well that goes to another point she makes is that you can, when you're frugal, you can have an emergency fund that gives you the freedom um, to move when you want mm. or leave a terrible job. And like jobs don't always start out terrible. I know so many stories of people who loved their jobs and then one staff change, mm. uh, like in upper management, changed everything for them. Whoa, yeah. So even, even if you love your job, like if you work for someone else, you are always at their discretion. Uh, for your employment. And so they can change uh, your boss and they will not, they may not like you as much as your old boss and you will have, it'll, your job will be far more restrictive. And an emergency fund and living frugally helps you have that, like what a lot of people call an FU fund. <laughs> uh, so that when that happens, you can basically say like, F you, I'm out. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I also love that about frugality. <laughs> I bet you would do that, Jen. <laughs> that is sarcastic. Uh, I would just, yeah, uh, I would not say it. I don't think many people would say it that boldly, but in your head, you would definitely yeah. say it. I would definitely say it in my head. <laughs> I do have quite a few friends where that that is true. They loved their job, and then and then one small change happened, or big change, but. And, and it changes everything. And now it's like, well, now what do I do? So Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I also like number five, which is talking about how frugality can free up money to buy more expensive quality items that last longer rather than the cheaper Mm -hmm. versions that break quickly. And I know this is something we've talked about in previous episodes and it's worth repeating that, Frugality, again, it's not being cheap. It's about putting your money, being intentional with your money, putting it where you want it to go. So living frugally where where you can or where it doesn't completely matter to you allows us to then spend where we want to. So then it's, it isn't as big of a hit on the budget if we buy that expensive shampoo that we love from the local farm down the road that makes it or what, whatever it mm-hmm. is that's your thing that you want to do. It 
this frees up the money to do that. So frugality isn't about a bunch of like cheap people who have no money, like getting together and being like, how do we, how do we get stuff for free? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There's more to it. Yeah, definitely. And it's not even like specifically for the more expensive items. It's it, a lot of it for me is buying more locally sourced mm-hmm. items that just happen to be more expensive because they are direct from source. And and I don't do it as often as I would like just because I still have those like I'm not perfect, so I don't do everything. <laughs> what? I don't practice everything I preach. <laughs> I still have those tendencies inside my head to want to choose the cheaper option, uh, even though it's not necessarily frugal, it's just yeah. cheap. Um, I still, I struggle with that yeah. all the time. It can be hard, and, like knowing that cost yeah. benefit of it, or yeah, just like the the cost comparison of, okay, this is yeah. $9. Like I just did that with chapstick recently. You know, I was looking online for chapstick, like a good chapstick, and they cost like $7. And that's, uh, okay, $7. I'm not going to really miss that. But um, mm-hmm. I I don't want to spend $7 on it. <laughs> I want to get the cheaper one. <laughs> yeah. Someday. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way with deodorant. Like I uh, definitely want to use a more natural deodorant. But they're definitely more expensive and they don't even work that well. Yeah. So I have a hard time. I mean, I go through them very quickly because they don't work well. Yeah. But I also know that buying a $10 deodorant is much cheaper than potentially buying like cancer treatments down the road. <laughs> I know that's very extreme. No. Uh, but it's that's what true. I think about. I know. Yeah. And, uh, and so. Actually, right now I ran out of my natural deodorant and I couldn't, like, I was just too lazy to buy another one. And I had a stick, like an old stick of the, like, (laughs) cheap deodorant. And so I'm using that now. But I definitely want to get back to using the natural stuff. And if anybody has a really good natural deodorant, um, my sister can does. you post it in the Facebook group? My sister oh does. My gosh. I'll post it. I'll put it in the show notes. I forget what it's Please called. Please do. But it's like a subscription and she loves it. And I tried it because, yes, I've tried so many and I'm like, I, I just smell. I almost smell worse than, than I did <laughs> I smell before. worse too. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Put the aluminum all over me. <laughs> uh, but yes, my sister found one. So I will post about that because it, it is really great. Yeah. And so it's like that and the organic like produce and and stuff that's like more expensive, but like better for you in the long run. Like that is why like I will spend less on other things so that I can afford those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a that's also a big one. And another kind of on the same note, like with buying local is also that it lessens my impact on the environment. Mm. That's her number two reason. I would say that's also my number two reason is I I want to minimize my impact on the environment. It's why I um, I eat very little meat. Like the only meat I eat is fish. And I know that's, can, you can still argue it's bad for the environment. I get it. I'm not perfect. But <laughs> again, I back will to this do, point. <laughs> back to this point. Um, I I really want to preserve the earth that we're living on. And I feel like as much as I can do to do that, I will. And that means buying used um, on a lot, as many things as possible. Because um, you can't buy your way to green. Like buying recyclable things and um, even buying straws. Sorry, I'm sure that's a touchy subject right now. But like... <laughs> Just don't use a straw unless you really need one, like because you have like Parkinson's or something. Like, just do without, mm-hmm. do without certain things mm-hmm. um, because you can't buy your way to green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And number six, which I think almost rounds out this entire list, was that frugality changes the way that we view objects and money. And she argues for the better. And I would agree with her in that. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you approach money differently. You approach objects and things differently. First of all, objects and things don't hold as much value for me as maybe they used to. And like you said, Jen, time, memories, uh, relationships have become more important. I see the value in that. And, and then my decisions, the way that I choose my next steps are more thought mm-hmm. through. 
more thorough. Uh, I know what I want to do. I know what I don't want to do. There's just a lot more clarity in it. Um, and, and then it's free of guilt because I'm not going into the target, uh, dollar section and just blowing $25 that I didn't like, why did I, you know, oh like, God, why, section. why did that happen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> why does it okay. ever happen? And the only reason that I everyone, know though. that that can happen is because it has happened to me. So like hashtag not perfect, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I really genuinely like don't do that anymore. And, and I'm not missing anything. I'm glad to now have that $25 that I can put towards what I want it to go to. I think sometimes when, when we don't think about our money, we don't really know where it's going. We don't name every dollar. We're just kind of like, yeah, hey, sure. Whatever. I don't care. Like throw that in the cart. And then you end up with just junk and then wonder where all your money went and why you can't afford that vacation that you've really wanted to do. And you think 10 years of marriage, you mm-hmm. really deserve it, but you can't afford it because you spent all your money at Target. <laughs> <laughs> That's so deep. You went deep on that All those one. people celebrating their 10-year anniversaries this year, I feel like they're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, I I think about those like memes and the things I see on Instagram where it's like they list out all the thing, the things that cost that it's the small things that people buy and they add up throughout the year. And then it adds up to this big amount, like a couple of thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's like, you can afford to travel. You just spend it on coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, <laughs> I... I am convicted. <laughs> now, granted, <laughs> if you have budgeted for that daily specialty coffee and that's really important to you, then fine. That just that's not for me. I'd rather go on that vacation. I don't think it should be for most people. <laughs> I'm gonna be a little bold here and say you don't need a latte every day. You can just you can make it. heat up some milk yeah. and put that in some really strong coffee and uh, that's a poor man's latte. Ugh, I've been into making my own. This is so good. Just, yeah, coffee, uh, your cream, half and half, whatever it is that you like, a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of vanilla, Ooh. ice. It's so good. Put a straw in it. Call it summer. Put, <laughs> put a reusable straw in it. <laughs> One that you didn't buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I actually looked at my Starbucks app uh, for the first time today and because I really wanted, I love their cold foam um, on their iced coffee. And I looked at my Starbucks app and I have this year, I have only gone to Starbucks once a month and I didn't even notice. Yeah. Like, so that was like, Really cool thing because that has never happened to me. It's amazing. Even in the two years that we were paying off debt, I still went to Starbucks once a week, probably. Wow. If I was really good uh, every other week, or if I was like doing a no spend challenge, I wouldn't go that month. But that's amazing. I, yeah. So, and a lot of it had to do with starting my new job, and they have a coffee maker that doesn't suck. <laughs> and, so I just, I make it a point. I drive past the coffee shops. I don't even look at them and I go straight into the office don't you and dare I make tempt my coffee. Me. Yeah. Don't you tempt me. Get behind me, coffee shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just a like a concerted effort at first. And then it changes over time the way you look at this stuff. Like, even though I, yes, really enjoy that cold foam, the two or three times that I've had it, um, that will not, like, I, I just don't feel the need when I'm driving past Starbucks. Like, it's not a habit for me to just pull into the drive-thru anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that habit has been broken for me. Um, and I was really worried because they put a Starbucks near my house. Like it's brand new Uh and I was worried that would happen to me and it hasn't just because over time I have, my thought Mm -hmm. processes have changed. Well, and learning to make good things at home, treats that you're going to look forward to at home too helps and you don't feel like you need to go out. Mm -hmm. Like I'll put instead of half and half, 
I will put whole milk in my coffee so that yeah. I can put more in so it feels like a latte. <laughs> Hashtag poor man's latte. Oh, yeah. Poor I, woman's latte. Well, I mean, I drink my coffee black, but yeah, if I need something in it, it's always milk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally, and I, I feel like frugality has made me more, like, not just these reasons that's that I'm like, I am frugality. I'm frugality. I am frugal because of these reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like frugality has changed the way I look at things to be like, because I am frugal, I don't do these things. So it's almost given me this like loose identity to make, I don't have to decide on things. Mm-hmm. Like decisions are made for me because I am frugal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really cuts down a decision fatigue right. for me. Right. Yeah. It's not restrictive. It's helpful to know where exactly. you draw the line. It's setting up your own boundaries and boundaries in any area of our life is healthy. What do we let in? What do we not let in? And, and I think frugality is a boundary for our finances that we can set. We decide mm-hmm. what to let in, what not to let in, but it's healthy. Yep. Boom, good social word. work. <laughs> good, good word. If you didn't uh, know it, you just got social worked. <laughs> I'm always getting surprised social worked by you. And if I, I didn't announce it, you may never know. <laughs> I, I figure it Anyhow, out. Anyhow, for it's like, me. It's like days later and I'm like. Oh, <laughs> we figured that, that out. That sounded like something a therapist would say. I got but therapy, it, but it came out of Jill's mouth. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, and I, we asked this question in our frugal friends Facebook group, um, and I'm sure we'll we'll even expand upon this. But a- as we're talking about it, frugality began out of necessity. But because of that, then I saw what it afforded me as a result. Mm -hmm. So I think different people will land in this place of frugality for different reasons. But along the way, I've, I've become more and more convinced of its effectiveness, of its usefulness, um, and, and the way that, yeah, it, it operates in my life. So yeah, I, um, it's it's a good practice to then be able to monitor, all right, like what's changing and what's changing for the better um, as a reason to keep going in it. Yeah, definitely. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Now that I have kids, I'm hyper aware of the information I put online. But unfortunately, there's only so much I can do. Our personal information is everywhere on the internet, and I don't have time to monitor and take it off every website. That's why I personally use Delete Me. Delete.me is a service that finds and removes any personal information from hundreds of data broker websites and makes sure it stays off. 
Delete Me isn't just a one-time service. It's always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you don't want on the internet. I signed up, completed a questionnaire, and they took it from there, submitting opt-out requests to data broker sites and keeping my personal info private. To take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now, at a special discount for our listeners, today get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash frugal and use promo code FRUGAL at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL and enter code FRUGAL at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash FRUGAL, code FRUGAL. And so our second article just expands on that and goes in a different direction. It's something like we felt that the first article was missing. Um, but it's also that aspect of being able to be more generous when you're frugal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Jill found this article. It's nine ways generous people see the world differently. And I feel like you could interchange it for frugality. Definitely. What do you think, Jill? A lot of the things that are listed in here, I, I think, do describe frugal people. If you, if, For the most part. Definitely there's frugal people who are in it for different reasons. And again, frugality can get wrapped up in being cheap. So we we continue to want to separate that because oftentimes cheap people are not generous, but frugal people can be. Um, and when I think about this why and defining your why of why am I going to live frugally? What's the point of this? What's the goal? Um, and different people will identify different things, whether that's more time spent with family, whether it's vacations, whether it's early retirement or more savings in retirement or more left to your kids, whatever. Everybody's going to come up with their own why. But I think it's a similar idea to that question of what would you do if you had a million dollars? You know, what basically that's that question of why, why would you? What what would you do with that money? Why do you want to have a lot of money? And oftentimes, I think you hear people say, oh, I'd feed the poor. Oh, I'd do this. I'd do that. And I think this is kind of rubber meets the road. You have an opportunity here to live frugally so that you can be a person of means, possibly, maybe, or just somebody who has their bills paid for and a little bit of excess. There is the potential for that when you live frugally. So it's almost that same question of, all right, you may have that opportunity. It might not be a million dollars, but what are you going to do with your excess money? Um, and, and I think that that's another way to look at this. If you're unsure of what is your why, ask yourself that question too. What would I want to do with a lot of money? Um, and so for me, one of the key components in that is generosity and giving to other people, uh, financially, definitely time resources, all of these things. But I do think often there is just such financial need, uh, all around us. And so it would mm-hmm. be amazing to not worry about my own bill. I mean, yeah, to have my own bills covered, not worrying about that and then seeing, okay, above and beyond that, what kind of impact can I have with my finances? And, and this article kind of talks to the things that are underlying, uh, people who, who also have those same desires. What did you think about the article, Jen? I I loved it and I loved thinking about changing out these changing out mm. the word generosity for frugality because we like neither of us make a lot of money mm. and we know frugality is not going to make you rich like if that's why you're listening I'm so sorry it's not it's just not <laughs> mm. um it's not going to be lead you to financial independence or paying off your debt frugality is something that will help you uh, help yourself get there. It's a tool. And so, it's one of the tools. In it's the a tool. tool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I just I love thinking about how it doesn't matter how much you make if you are uh, frugal with what you have and what you're spending. There's going to be excess. And like I know that every time that I am generous, like I feel so much richer. Like I feel rich mm-hmm. and I haven't increased my income at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I really loved that financial aspect mm-hmm. of it. And then also I really desire to give my time yeah. on some things. And so in order to have enough time to give, I have to be financially stable enough and have enough coming in mm. uh, to be able to work less and give more of my time. So it's it's twofold, whether you want to give money or time, you still have to have 
a certain level of financial stability. Yeah. I like that idea of replacing generosity with frugality and also wisdom, replacing wisdom with frugality. I, I mean, all, we're almost talking just being wise with your money can be interchangeable mm-hmm. with this idea of making those good decisions, thinking it through. Um, one of the things that that the article talks about is how when you're generous or again, if you're frugal, you you would view the pie as not finite. That it, if, you know, one person gets ahead, that doesn't mean that you don't have opportunity. Or if you give away, that means that you're, you know, yeah, you lose out. Um, but instead that there is power and collaboration that when you give, you also receive. So, um, mm-hmm. and I think that, that we see that in this frugal um, community that we are a part of that we're trying to build too with um, the groups that we're starting and and seeing the collaboration and the sharing of ideas and giving of one another's resources and time and knowledge and expertise and how it is expanding, not shrinking. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and that there's so much to gain from like learning from one another rather than let me just keep it all to myself. And that's the only way I'm going to grow or get ahead. Um, it's, it's a different way of thinking. Yeah. I had a, a boss right when I got out of college and she, she was very frugal in the sense that she did not pay me a lot. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I asked for a raise because I really thought I had earned it Mm -hmm. and still she refused. Um, And eventually I left there because somebody offered to pay me what I was worth. But even when I left, I saw other things that she had done financially that my uh, new employer did not do. Mm. And I realized she had such a closed fist with money. Mm. Like, she held on to it like it was going out of style. She would never have enough. Yeah. And she didn't trust anyone uh, to use it as wisely as she would. And yeah. that really like led to her not expanding as quickly as my other employer, who was very open-handed mm. with money. He let it he let it go. Like if somebody didn't pay, like he didn't stress about that. Mm. Um And that, and other people saw that and they would pay more. And so because of his open hand with money, Mm -hmm. more was able to come to him. And I know that seems like a kind of woo woo, but it really did like manifest Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very acute and off-putting when you see somebody holding their finances, their wealth with such mm -hmm. a closed fist. You don't want to be around those people. Why would you? Yeah. They they have no value mm-hmm. for you. Clearly, you didn't feel valued by the fact that she didn't think that your work was worth more. Yeah. And uh, so I think it can go like generosity. If you are an employer, um, it goes the same way with your employees. And if you are not an employer, um, being generous with other people. Um, yeah. I think number three says they find... Uh, generous people find success in helping others succeed. Mm. And that's what really made me think of this story. Mm. Um, one employer was willing to help me succeed in life. Yeah. Um, and the other one was not. They were worried about um, themselves succeeding. Yeah. I think about um, my trip to Uganda. I guess this was a couple of summers ago. It struck me. the So... Not many of the people that we hung out with came from uh, positions of means, but yet almost all of them had housekeepers. And and this really struck me. I, and I said to the one, "What what is up with that? Like, why do so many people have housekeepers um, when when there's such poverty and such need, even in the people who have these housekeepers? It just didn't make sense to me." And and they explained it. They said, well, it's viewed as very um, selfish that if you have some money that you wouldn't employ others and and offer them 
a little piece of that pie. So kind of going back to number mm-hmm. one is that you don't have this view of like the pie is finite and I, you know, there, there's enough to go around. And so for, for these people who were living in poverty, they still would give a small percentage of what they had onto the next person to care for their home. And I was just amazed by that mentality where they could have bought something else. They could have, who knows, you know, whatever their hearts desired, but instead they chose to spend that money to provide a little bit for the next person so that they could eat and care for their children, even though they themselves didn't have much money to begin with. And, um, yeah, I think about that with, with frugal living, but also with generosity in that if we are wise with our money, we then are able to provide a little bit for others around us who are maybe, you know, a step behind us, not, not in a hierarchy Mm -hmm. kind of a way, but, you know, strictly financial means kind of a way. If, If I can use any of my money to help provide for somebody else, man, what, what a why right there and how these people just got that. You know, we think it's so frivolous to have a housekeeper, but man, are they doing something right when we have all this money and, and yet, you know, yeah, again, it's considered selfish if you're going to scrub your own floors, like why not pay somebody else to do it? And that does break down at some point, but I think it's a good thing for us to think about in our culture of, huh, where could I, you know, use this money to, to give it to somebody else to earn a Mm -hmm. wage versus me just doing it myself. You know, not being cheap, not asking them to do it for free, giving them a little bit of money for it. Mm -hmm. Like where can I spend less to help somebody else else elevate? Yeah, exactly. um, Or with my money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where am I spending money unnecessarily? And maybe I can hire that cleaner because it's going to help her business or his business. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, so my last favorite one on this one is number five. Uh, So the article would say, people that are generous trust others. Mm. And I think of people that are frugal trust others because when you're frugal, you have a higher sense of community. Mm. Uh, There's more interchanged like possessions. You offer things to people to borrow. You borrow from people. Um, There's more sharing there's more trust and there's more of a feeling of inclusion mm-hmm. uh, when you're living a more frugal lifestyle. And the same is with generous people. Um, it, generosity requires trust. Yeah. And, and even if you're not 100% sure where your money is going is 100% where you want it to go, mm-hmm. um, you know, you listen to your gut and you, you trust um, that you're doing something good in the world and, and it's going where it needs to go. And obviously research is involved in, you know, listening to your gut. But yeah. uh, what we're yeah, saying that is one. that if you're frugal, you are on the right path to being a generous person, which exactly. that's an amazing why. There can be plenty of other whys. This can be one of them. This doesn't have to be the only one, but my goodness, what a fantastic why to end up, you know, at the end of your life, having made wise decisions and provided for others along the way. Yeah, obviously we're a little partial to this, but I think in every episode we do, there's a why behind it. Even like in an episode like how to save on groceries, like there's a why behind that. And it's important for you to find yours or you will end up, you know, being three weeks really good on and then blow it and then give up. Mm-hmm. And so the finding the why for you like what's your biggest deal uh, is super important. And that's why we're spending a whole episode on this. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. Do it. Take some time to think about your why. It will really set the trajectory for you going forward and and keep you in it when there are times that it's hard. I know we talk about you can get so deep into frugality that it doesn't feel restrictive and it, you know it doesn't feel like white knuckling it, but Mm -hmm. there are times that it does feel that way. Don't get me wrong. So having a really solid formed why is helpful in those moments. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's lighten the tone, Jill. Let's do it. It's time. Let's do it. 
for the bill of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hey, Jen and Jill. I love your podcast. My name is Jocelyn, and I thought of a Bill of the Week when I was watching the 4th of July uh, special on PBS hosted by John Stamos, a.k.a. Uncle Jesse. He kept raving about his new baby son, who is named Billy. And so, of course, I thought, wait a second, doesn't he already have kids? It turns out at age 54, he married someone that is the same age as the Olsen twins, age 32, and just had his first son named Billy. So I thought that'd be a cool bill of the week. Take care and keep up the good work. Wow. Jocelyn, Um, that's amazing. First of all, Uncle Jesse. That's a throwback. Second of all, naming a child Billy in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder who, who picked that. Was it Uncle Jesse or was it his young new son? The, Who would pick Billy? Um, Probably the 54-year-old. Although it is cuter than Bill. Right, if your baby was named Bill. But then as the child gets older, calling him Billy, that's, then it becomes weird. Like, But at what age does it have to switch over? From Billy to Bill. Like, when is it not okay anymore? I don't know. We have a nephew named William who goes by Willie. Ooh. Um, so he could so at some point change to Billy. Or he could change to Bill. Or Bill or, or Will. Will. Or just William, you know, like his name. But not Billiam. Wow. So <laughs> many layers to that. First of all, Uncle Jesse. I'm Second really of sorry all, a 50-year-old. 54-year-old, yeah. third of all, married to a young girl. It's just all, it's all so much. But it, that's I'm amazing. I'm sorry we looked and, so deep into it, Jocelyn. And it qualifies. <laughs> like, that is a bill of the week. That was just our bill of the week. That is a, yes. And if you want to submit your bill of the week, you know how into it we get. Please visit the Frugal Friends Podcast. Well, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Uh, to call our Google voicemail, or you can just email us a voice memo to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Do it. Give us a ring. You know you want to. You know you want to call us about a baby named Billy. (laughs) How do I get my partner on board with our finances? It's a top question we get from listeners, and we've realized it's a game changer when there are tools that allow you to work together better, like Monarch. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com frugal. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple design makes it so easy to set up and manage your household finances. Plus, they have built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. After trying out Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. 
Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. Anyways. Uh, So we have a Facebook community group that we are in every day. And we always ask uh, for their tips whenever we know uh, what we're going to be talking about in an episode. So we wanted to take this last part of the episode to talk about like what our communities groups whys are. Uh, so we got a few of them here. The first one is from Hillary, and uh, she said that traveling inspires her frugality and seeing that it's people, not stuff, mm. that brings her joy. And like Jill, this is kind of what you were saying mm-hmm. earlier, and kind of why you took that part-time job because it involved traveling. It it is one of my whys to living frugally. I don't spend money on a lot of other things, including utility bills, so that Eric and I can travel and see different parts of the country and the world. And it really has freed us up. So yeah, I agree with Hillary. I think it's a it's a great why for frugality. And you took a job that may not be full-time, but is sending you to Brazil next month. Oh, yeah. Don't well, forget that. We, that is being postponed, but I still will be, I still will <sighs> be going to Brazil. It just won't happen in September. But yes. Ugh. Yes, I have found um, some work that will send me to other countries. Uh, my job's not sending me anywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'll send you pictures. Uh, Please do. Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah. Um, and our other friend, Shanna or Shana, I'm sorry, Shana, if I pr- mispronounce that. Um, she said, trying to be a good steward of the blessings I have uh, to help kids pay for college and to be able to give more. Mm. So helping kids pay for college, kids are not a thing that we talk about a lot because neither Jill or I have kids. Um, and we will have a guest on soon. Uh, that has kids and we are definitely going to talk about um, her frugality in that situation. But that was a reoccurring theme when we asked people, mm. why are you frugal? Yeah. For the kids. And how self-sacrificing <laughs> is that? Because what return is she going to get on paying for her kids' college other than knowing that she's well, when provided they become for doctors, her- <laughs> maybe. And they support her. You never know. They could be going for she- their art degree. Uh, this could be a retirement plan <laughs> yeah. for Shayna. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, we also got more from Alexandra who said that she, her why for frugality is because her family was notorious for frivolous spending when she was a child and she promised herself that she wouldn't follow in their footsteps. It sounds a little familiar. Jen, you had mentioned something mm. about this experience as well. Yeah. I uh, I definitely had a uh, family growing up that didn't think a lot about budgets or their spending. And so we hoarded a lot of stuff. And I I didn't really realize that until I came home after college and I had realized how much stuff was in my parents' house. Mm. And that really motivated me uh, to be more minimalist Mm -hmm. uh, and only keep the things that... I really valued. And minimalism isn't something that I stated was a why for frugality. Like it's definitely a pillar of frugality, but it's not a why because mm-hmm. I think it's just like an like an offshoot. It's a it's a um something that comes from being frugal is having a more minimalist mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was completely motivated by uh just growing up with too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine, she said that it's because her husband is a grad student and she's a relatively new entrepreneur. So it sounds like frugality kind of chose them. But man, does that hit home for me. Although vice versa for us. I was a grad student. My husband, um, not new entrepreneur, just uh, chronic entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, like the term. <laughs> I think that 
that will just be my life. And I've accepted that. Just always new ideas, new things coming down the pipeline, new investments to be made. Um, and it's exciting. I'm, I would not trade that. And, and I'm happy to support him in that. But it does mean that we we need to choose frugality and let frugality choose us. <laughs> Amen. Vice, yeah, yeah, both. It can it can be chosen or it can be chosen for you. Yeah. But yeah, embracing it, it is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh. Well, we appreciate I, that feedback from from our yeah. Facebook group. Good stuff happening. This was a really great discussion, yeah. and we had even more. If you want to see them, definitely um, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. And you'll head straight to our Facebook group and you can join. Um, we had more responses than this. Um, and we always have questions in there about what we're recording. And we talk about, uh, you know, what our community group has to say because hashtag not perfect. Uh, we don't have all the answers. Again, that's another bumper sticker I'd love. Uh, yeah, a very, a very vulnerable um, bumper sticker there. Yeah. But yeah, so we um we love being in there. We just we hit a hundred members a few weeks ago. So uh definitely come hang out with us there. And uh if you want to interact with us, we'll be there doing the Frugal Friends Book Club. Yes. We have just yeah, we have just announced that and we are starting in September. Um our first book is going to be The Year of Less by Kate Flanders. Um, Kate did a two-year shopping ban uh, that changed not just her finances, but her entire life. And she chronicles it over at kateflanders.com. But she's she's an amazing woman, and uh, I can't wait to read this book with you. And we're going to be giving away um, some free books. So if you want the chance uh, to get a free book, uh, we're giving one away for every five reviews we get in the month of August. That's right. So if, yeah, if, and there's no limit. If we get 500 reviews, we'll give away 100 books. And Kate will be so happy. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so if you want to enter to win the book, leave us a review on your podcast listening device, uh, not just iTunes, anywhere you listen to it that you can leave a review. And screenshot the review, then email it to us at frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, do that before August 31st. August 31st, we will announce the winners. Um, we'll email the winners and announce it in our Facebook group. An example of one of those yeah, reviews. Let's let's get into our reviews, which we, we're getting up there. Um, and more reviews will just help us spread the message and create a bigger community. Um, but we have started reading one review every week that has particularly stood out to us. So this one, I I don't even think this is a name. I think that the person in the prompt where it said to write your name just kind of like moved their fingers around the keyboard and like (laughs) let it stick. Uh, if I were to, if I were to try to say what it was, I'd probably say legit for the Sayere. Um, but they left us this review. We love you. Um, they titled it like meat and candy. So just let that one sink in a little bit. Uh, (laughs) probably has a lot of different interpretations, but anyways, they say (laughs) Jen and Jill have an obvious chemistry and each podcast is a combination of healthy, applicable information, yet fun to listen to and very professionally done. Fun vibe. I'm excited to hear more. Gosh, if I could just find you, I would tell you, thank you very much. Let's be friends. <laughs> this was a very kind and valuable review. We appreciate it. Thank you. We're getting it. You think we're joking, but you should definitely go look at our ratings and reviews and find it. It was uh, it was left on May 4th. Um, yeah. So, That's a good one. And if you uh, want to support us, please... 
leave us a review. It doesn't just help you win a book. It helps other people know if this podcast is for them, if it's something they'd be into. Find us on our Facebook group, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. And all of these links and everything will be on the show notes. You think this is the first week I've done this. Uh, <laughs> definitely visit visit frugalfriendspodcast.com for all of the links that we mentioned in this episode. And usually uh, more. In, usually I'm doing the show and notes and I'm more. like, oh, throw this in, throw this in. <laughs> we don't hold back. Uh, and we love that. And we are always looking for more frugal friends. So spread the word, subscribe if you like the episode, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. It's been fun. It's been real. X, Y, Z. Who, what, when, where, why. Find your why. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.